Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 7625 and have your say. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Club uh, with me, Joe. Uh, Ian Cheeseman. Hello, Ian. All right. And uh, for the final time this season, oh, Steve Shanyaski. Hello, Steve. How are Hello. you? Hello. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure to uh, spend uh, most of my Wednesdays this season with you, Steve. And we'll make sure this uh, this final show is as good as ever, won't we? Yeah, it's, it's been my honour. Has it been I'm your honour? about this final show, recaps and dwelling on disastrous results <laughs> that we could have done better, you know, I mean, that kind of f- thing. And, and I've got the big City fan next to me just shining, beaming yeah, with glowing, glee. Which yeah. I think where we should start then, Steve, is it, could could you sum up this season? Can you talk to me about what it's been like for a United fan? Inconsistent. <laughs> Started off so well. We were, we were matching you. In fact, there was a threshold point in the league, I remember, where, where I think it came to the derby or something. I think it was the derby. And you absolutely massacred. And we were so close on points that it felt like if we won that, we were just going to get ever so close to you. rightly, if United had won that game, it might have been a two-point gap. Yep. If City won, it went to eight. I think that's what happened. Yeah, it's something like that. And that was the threshold point in the league when my heart was broken. And I gave up all... I abandoned all hope because of the way we were destroyed on that pitch it was so bad so are you saying that your season all went downhill from that derby it does seem like the pivotal moment where City season went up uh, United season went down that was it yeah, it felt like it as well to me, though you don't want to admit it at the time. I mean, as if I was a, if it had been the other way around, I would have been exactly like Steve is, feeling all doom and gloom. But when you're on the winning side of that, especially as a City fan who's watched them shoot themselves in the foot so many times mm. in their history, you'd think, uh, yes, eight points, that gives me a bit of breathing space. Publicly, I ain't going to be saying anything too, too outwardly, but inside I'm thinking, you know what, could win the league this year. But didn't want to say it. Indeed. But, you know, there's, there was many United fans saying, you know, 30 points, you can still catch them, still catch them, whatever. But, I mean... There's probably still some United fans out there saying it now. <laughs> the, Brighton, the, ones that, the ones that can't count. The so Brighton well. result seems to be sort of glossed over, hasn't it, Steve? 
What do you mean? The 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 one the loss, the, the nil, one nil yeah, loss. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was um, that just sort of capu- encapsulates sort of everything. Yeah, is that it, a new what word? I'm saying. Encapsulates. <laughs> Steve loves to, to make up words now and again. <laughs> no, I just remove letters that I find are just in the way of it all. You know, uh, encapsulates. That's it was just it, the inkist- the in- <laughs> the in- the inconsistency. Do you know what I mean? We and he um, Mourinho had a really good point after the match that he said. This is I'm proving to you why these players don't start, why they aren't why they aren't in the the starting eleven every every week. And it, yes, I agree. But then why have them on the team then? Why are they on the team if they're not? If you don't feel they're any good, why are they on the team at all? You should have a team that's fantastic. They start every City have got a team there that they play every week, and you you would you would have De Silva, you would have De Bruyne, you'd have Sane, you'd have. Um, would you Sterling, have a, Sterling, yeah, the Edison. Are you putting does in front of face? <laughs> <laughs> every single way you said to Who's De Silva, by the way? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Steve, uh, I can imagine Steve. It's, it's difficult this Steve. season to be a United fan. <laughs> yeah, to Steve and Dean till uh, till six. I just got to tell you that we aren't live, so tr- don't try and call in with your with your message. Complain, oh, uh, yeah, too so late. We already my lack of letters and lack of knowledge. <laughs> because uh, there are games tonight that we're going to preview. Uh, Chelsea action against Huddersfield Leicester Arsenal Man City again at home uh, against Brighton will they get beat 1-0 at United probably not Tottenham also at home to Newcastle and the season seems to be wrapping up nicely nothing's really gonna sort of happen on the final day the relegation battle will take place but there is a bit of like silver lining now between some of the Just clubs. Silver lining. Just silver lining. As yeah. Southampton uh, <laughs> were, were able to... David Silver, I just got rid of the VID. Do you know what I mean? Southampton were able to win uh, yesterday against Swansea, meaning Stoker officially down. West Brom went down last night um, and Swansea in the uh, in the all relegation but. zone all but down. Yeah. Um, so to, to play for really is just top four and, um, and relegation. See who the final teams to go down. It's not the dramatic ending I think the TV companies who spend the big money would like, no. but it's it's happened that way. Um, how do you think people will look back on this Premier League season, Ian, as just a, a city triumph? There's there's been no real dramas, no real big managers have been sacked. I think if you're not a City clubs. fan, uh, there'll be a big tranche of people who'll be very disappointed with this season because of the fact that City have galloped away with it. There'll perhaps be another section of uh, football fans who have enjoyed the way that they've played and so they should because it's been magnificent. Obviously, as a blue, it has just been like living in a dream. Um, at the other end of the table, the the drama has now finished effectively, although... You never know. There could be another twist on the last day of the season. City are at Southampton. Swansea, I think, are at home to Stoke. Mm. You know, there are still different permutations. Obviously, Huddersfield play tonight could could save themselves if they get a result at uh, Chelsea. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to look at it as, as that... I don't, I'm not sure people do look at it like that, though, because everybody's tribal, aren't they? They have certain teams that they root for. The team they support, they might have another team that they quite like or dislike or whatever. And uh, so, therefore, you know... You don't always just look at the title race or always look at the top four or always look at relegation. You have little favourite teams as you go along through the season. So different people look at it in a different way. I personally think it's been a magnificent season, especially if Chelsea win the FA Cup. <laughs> uh, and speaking of the FA Cup, we all speak about the FA Cup. I'll throw that little one in for you. That'll be the, the sort of... 
the icing on the cake, would it, for United fans if they didn't win the FA Cup? But you've got to keep it. It would the... be the cake with no icing, no jam. <laughs> it was just a cake. It's just ba- the basic sponge that means at least we get a cake. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a piece If you cake. got it for your birthday, you'd be disappointed in some way. <laughs> but you'd be saying thank you anyway. And there'd be one candle. <laughs> just, just the one lonely. Just candle. that one candle, and not even the one that reignites when you blow it out. Just a boring old. I think your mum's found it in the drawer. Candle from another birthday she didn't care about either. <laughs> that's the cake. I uh, that's the, me- the cake. That, in that's the metaphor. That is the, the metaphor for the FA Cup. But we're, I, I do feel that we're going to win it. Um, Especially because uh, con- of the Fergie thing now as well. Yeah. But- well, let's move on to Fergie. Uh, we were going to talk about that, Sir Alex. Um, uh, was in hospital over the weekend, and the messages of support from around the world were very heartwarming. Twitter was alight with people sending yeah. their uh, good wishes, and it just shows the respect, not just for, for one man, but for, for the football community in general. They all got together and wish it, him a, a sort of... It's at times like this that tribalism has got to go out of the window. Mm. He's a human being with a family, a very successful human being, who, even though I'm a blue, has made Manchester very proud, the city of Manchester, of the achievements that United have had and the, the, the leadership that he's shown. He's also done a lot for charity... Um, and it does a lot of that quite quietly, from what I can gather. Yep. Um, and I've I've had the pleasure of being in his company. Well, that's a what my next question is: ever ever met him, Ian? Ever got the, uh, a chat with him? Or one of the fir- first times I I mean, before I went into uh, what I do now professionally. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say, <laughs> Steve. Professionally, <laughs> you like you me. do this professionally. I can barely speak, and they employ me. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I went into it professionally, I, I used to do um, one of the ways I started off was doing hospital radio. And anybody wanting to get into a career into radio, I, I urge you to do that I spent 10 years doing that and when I was at hospital radio Alex Ferguson came down from Aberdeen and uh, you know he was a relatively new manager at that time and the whole world was different in the way that clubs treat the media and so therefore me as a hospital radio I could ask to speak to Alex Ferguson I don't think I'd get anywhere near a manager like that now in that role but I went down to the cliff and I spent, I must have spent uh, over the course of maybe six months, four or five times in his company for 15, 20 Blimey. minutes, one to one, interviewing him. Uh, how old are you? Uh, well, I was in my 20s. That'd okay. be some experience, that wouldn't it? And I even remember being there once when the draw was being made for the FA Cup, might have been the third or the fourth round. But anyway, I just interviewed Fergie in his office at the cliff, and it was lunchtime, and he said, The draw's about to be made for the FA Cup. Um, why don't you hang around and watch the draw being made? And I went into the players' canteen, thanks to Fergie letting me go in wow. there and watch the draw being made. And you, you, you know what the punchline to this is? What Manchester United will play Manchester City, oh, yeah. and I'm there in the, in the canteen when they beat us. You beat us, of course. Um, but to actually have that that opportunity to meet him, I remember asking him a question and saying. Um, you know, you, you, you apparently you're quite media shy. That that was exactly the phrase I used because his reputation when he'd been at Aberdeen wasn't he didn't really like the media, which I suppose went on to be proven right, really, oh, because he never really did B. like the media. And when I first joined the BBC, I remember going down to an interview, and even though I'd had these these moments with him, and I'm sure that he recognised my face, yeah. when I walked in the first time with the BBC microphone. Uh, I'm not going to repeat the words he said to me, <laughs> but he definitely had a different attitude. And it was like, who the hell are you? And what are yeah. you going to ask me to absolutely put me on the back foot straight away? And I thought, ah, oh, right. Different now. Different game. Different, different ball game. Can I, can I say my piece having never met him? But he, he is the greatest 
manager uh, for the Premiership at least that's ever that's ever been. Um, a, a, an immensely inspirational guy, um, deeply like um, his thought processes in football. You would just love to get ten minutes inside his mind, even now, to see like what he thinks about the players and what's going on in the pitch. And what an amazing thing! On top of all that, what he achieved. But for my team, he was incredible. We we loved him, and we loved all the stories. You know, like the the hairdryer and the Fergie time and all that. Pizzagate. What a character he is! Pizzagate. He's just he's just a pizza gate as well. Just everything about him. He is just amazing. He is the greatest manager, and it was just amazing to have him on our team. Fingers crossed then that he comes back. Full, well, he's to a, full he's health. A, he's a fighter. He's a strong yeah, yeah. fighting. Guy, he'll definitely, he'll definitely. Well, I hope, fingers crossed, yeah. Like he obviously managed and coached a lot of important players in the world of football, like Ronaldo sent his, his oh, love yeah. this week as well. So uh, I think everyone for the Wednesday club will send their love uh, and hopefully a, a speedy recovery to Sir Alex. He, he fought the best um, with with Wenger in his years and then with the Mourinho and and then he never really, he had Pep in the, the couple Barcelona. of finals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He never really a league battle. Uh, an interesting one. I think we could all sort of dream about how that would have gone down. A, a nice long league battle my with favourite part of this yeah. is um, never in my lifetime. And City have won three titles now. <laughs> so, so it has happened, Fergie. Which is uh, you might be somebody that I admire and I wish well. It has happened in your lifetime. The, the, the thought of that team, the the class of '92 and Ronaldo and maybe Cantona there as well and all that going up and against your team. I mean, this is something that the kids will be playing on the FIFA game yeah, over and over yeah. again to see what happens. But it would it would have been a truly. Well, maybe we should Beckham, do that in the summer, Steve. You and I sleep over Beckham, sleep Phil over Neville, at Steve's. The Phil, Phil Neville living there. <laughs> Phil Neville against Sane. What, what a picture. <laughs> oh, so Sir Alex, get well soon uh, from everyone here at the Wednesday Club. Uh, moving on to someone who uh, who Sir Alex sort of coach for a long period of time is Wayne Rooney uh, we're going to move uh, talk to him about uh, the retirement home for footballers uh, different places keep popping up uh, Iniesta is apparently off to Japan as Japan have got a now new burst of money uh, but Rooney making his way to uh, what a lot of Premier League uh, uh, players do America it is reported that DC this is reported that DC United I think it's called uh, are putting a bid for Rooney and he could be over in America very soon the question that leads up to it is we all thought that Rooney's day might have been last season at United mm. what did you make of him at Everton this season, I can't. I didn't, he didn't really have that big of an impact, but yeah. he wasn't the biggest failure for Everton. He scored some goals, he he did some assists. He was a bit of a leader, so not a failure, but still not the world class player that maybe Ibrahimovic. Uh, uh, what you'd expect of a sort of sort of mid table striker, just he sort of fitted into that really. Nothing really was achieved. Maybe a couple of good goals. The thing with Rooney is sort of last couple of years for United, he was, he was scoring worldies. But there was you. The pace was completely gone, and he just wasn't able to compete on the level of, you know, you, you, Chelsea and City and Liverpool and stuff like that. So I think where he slotted in was was fine, and and he achieved. I think I was happy with him that he, he just managed to score because my feelings were he was going to do a couple of games, and then just nothing was going to happen at all. 
That's what my feelings are. What I'd, I'd, I admire about Rooney is the fact that right from when he was a young kid, he looked to me as if his build was wrong. I mean, mm. <laughs> I used to run a few marathons. You'd never guess that now, would <laughs> well, you? And I did it despite having the wrong shaped body to do I've it. I've had so the I wrong shaped body all my life. <laughs> I like, your, I like your, your inspiration in the sense that you must have run them and then just thought, I'm never doing any exercise ever again after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, well, I, I, even when he came through the youth team at Everton and when he first moved to Manchester, United, you looked at him and he wasn't a specimen and he played magnificent yeah. football for United, but you always got the feeling that there would come a point when he would either pile on weight or his body would, would beat him, so to speak. And whilst mm. he hasn't piled on the weight, you can see that physically he's shot now. Uh, and to have actually had the career that he's had, uh, despite potentially not having the right... Sh- you know, you look at other types of players and you think, they're an athlete. You don't look at Rooney like that, but you think, wow, what a player, though. Yeah. And he was a great player. And the other thing I admire about him is he went back, and I know there'll be people strongly disagree with me on this, because mm. he came from Everton to United. There were the rumours that he still slept in an Everton set of pyjamas and yeah. that his <laughs> kids are Everton fans and everything. But he went. he could have gone to China there were these big money offers coming from China, mm. but he went back to Everton. And I personally admire him for that. In a world of mercenaries, yes, he was a mercenary. Yes, he came to United. Yes, he won all those trophies. But that's how footballers are. Yeah. But he still remembered where he came from and he chose to go back to Everton. And I admire him for that. You would admire him. Going back to his home club, um, if he's off to America, you wouldn't obviously say, unfortunate for, for the Premier League, it's not really... a a loss anymore, but in yeah. his heyday, he, ta- he tapered off at the right time. I think you know he went to Everton, and now he's going, and it's all at the right time. But yeah, in his heyday, but I think it's the mentality of Rooney that that kept him such a good player for so many years. He was a big lad. He did get lots of jeers every game from opposition fans because of his build. You know, as a stocky lad. But his mentality, if he lost the ball, you better get rid of it if you're the opposing player because he is coming for you. And that's one thing that I've really um, resented against players like Pogba and stuff is is that if they lose the ball, they just seem to just, oh, OK, yep. I'll just get back into my position and wait. But he's fierce. He was fierce and petulant and, you know, like you'd, you'd expect yellow cards, possibly re- the Reds in the World Cups and stuff like that, like... The way he was, I mean, it, it, it just, I, I just loved him for that. I just, his, this his, his Steve, attitude. Right? This, this is, is his last show, right? And his best bit of football analysis is in the last show of the season. <laughs> <laughs> right, we've got to take a quick break now. Remember, like a pro then, didn't he? <laughs> he did smell like a pro. Remember, if you're listening, we aren't live. We pre-recorded this because uh, Ian is on his way to Brighton game. And the Etihad will speak more about that coming up in the show as Yaya Torre's final game. Uh, Shuffield Wednesday will return Yay. for one last time featuring Ian and Steve. Ricky. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 111 and have your say. Welcome back to the Wednesday Club. This is me, Joe, Steve Shanyaski, and Ian Cheeseman. Steve, for the final time this final season. Final time One this more. season. Oh, you Ian. Ian. And then- Talk- some are going to go without <laughs> Steve. <laughs> we'll have to meet up with a little hood, like you said, a sleepover. Ian, uh, Forever Blue last was on last night. Who was on? And uh, I'll make sure people get the podcast. Well, I'm going to say it was a good one because it always is and it's my show. But anyway, Carla <laughs> Company, who is Vincent Company's, or as she calls him, Vince Company's, uh, or yeah. better half, uh, she was on. Fantastic guest uh, to talk about herself and 
and obviously uh, you know how she's a big city fan and how she met Vincent and all the rest of it lovely to hear from her what a lovely down to earth person Rodney Marsh who's never short of an opinion or two was on as well and Paul Lake was with me in the studio and we had a guy called Don Price who used to be the the um, the runner, the chairman of the Presswich and Whitefield City Supporters Branch, which was a huge supporters in its day. He was in as well, telling us how the Invisible Man song started. So if you've not listened to it, download the podcast. It's Do cracking. download it. Uh, Steve, we're going to be getting some Steve awards from you soon, like your favourite player in your funniest <laughs> moment. But I just want to play you this. Steve, this are your best bits. Steve Shanyaski, a founding member of the Wednesday Club. The season is coming to an end, and we want to share with you your best bits. Steve Shanyaski, take it away. I have to now, tonight, watch back-to-back-to-back-to-back catch-up Coronation Street that she's got saved (laughs) in the BT box. I've got to watch that and not complain. Imagine Gabri Selassie man-marking someone. He would be relentlessly... He would do your head in. Other than that... I've got in net, you need a, a, an acrobat. <laughs> so I've gone Beth Tweddle in net. She can spring in the air. She can swing on the bat. At Crystal Palace, it looked like Kevin De Bruyne's season was over. People went to the game against Watford yesterday. Because of a light challenge. A light challenge. <laughs> yeah. A light challenge. I think if there's any comedians listening, uh, there's a thing. It's like your castle. And I had, I was at a gig, and I won't say which venue, but this massive, like, big steroid gym lad came on the stage and I instinctively just squared up to him. <laughs> and he was like, you know... Squared up to yeah, him? Squared up right. to him. <laughs> Job, what are you doing? You know, like, proper angry. Sometimes when I swim, you got the elderly, they've got their own lane and they don't swim... They sort of bounce up and down, walking <laughs> up and down. And you're watching them thinking, are you, gonna sw- are you swimming or walking? What are you doing? And it felt exactly the same watching United. It felt like there were elderly people bobbing up and down a swimming bath. Here's an example. You lay next to Mrs Cheeseman. She reaches <laughs> over and touches you. She's in your area. you got to police that, mate. One, though, one. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs Cheeseman, stay there. The problem at home is I normally go into her area. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wind. Uh, right. <laughs> There's no hidden agenda to that. No hidden agenda. From the Manchester Football Social and the Wednesday Club, thank you, Steve. Steve, your best bits. That was great. Uh, it was, was a season of laughter on a Wednesday club. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, Mrs. What his worst bits? Uh, yeah, like. no, yeah, that's a, that's a six-minute montage. I'm going to play, that's play every, that. Every Shuffle Wednesday, I think, would be my worst bits. Um, so, uh, think, of a, had... think of a team in England that begins with C. <laughs> um, I can't think of one. Coventry. And then I got stuck, didn't I, Summer? It was something right. as bizarre as Didn't that. even get Chelsea. We'll have one final game of Shuffield Wednesday uh, before where uh, you go uh, but um, the Steve Awards today I want to ask you a couple of questions Steve to see if you can give me uh, answers Steve your favourite player this season the, the the story that I've loved to watch unfold is Lingard really like when he comes on the pitch I get a bit of a flutter I think he's got he's got he's got it he's got it maybe he's um, maybe he's another season away from becoming a, a truly great player but I just think he's got the fearlessness that you need as a United player and and um, you know, just coming on a super sub, he was—he's just been fantastic this year. He's been starting okay, but that—that that for me, a lot. I've loved watching Lingard's story unfold this season because um, 
Rashford's not quite got there. He's been a, he, he, his finishing was really poor this year. Rashford, I thought, and there was a few games when it started to get a bit better and he got a bit of confidence. But he had a massive spell there where he was just n- nothing happening at all. But Lingard's really relished this Mourinho hate-filled management technique, whatever it is he's got. <laughs> I don't know what he's got, but he, but he, the Lingard's really, really uh, relished in it, which yeah. is... What are you calling this award, then? The... Story of the year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. So my favourite my favorite player for United this year is Lingard, definitely. Like it. Uh, and has there been a moment this year that as you've enjoyed the most, a match you've enjoyed the most, a goal you've maybe enjoyed the most, Steve? Oh, God. Yeah, I wish you'd asked me this one before. Um, I, cause I, what <laughs> I, I sure what I, did. I said, Steve, I'm going to ask you <laughs> about you. He told me that was a question that was coming to him. <laughs> yeah. No, because I, I got so focused on the worst moment of the year. Oh, go on then. Tell us the worst moment. It was severe. <laughs> <laughs> and it was possibly Most of the worst moments are severe, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Uh, and I'm not the comedian, by the way. He is. And more yeah. particularly when Pogba came on, and I did a little thing on my uh, Twitter where I pretended I was playing uh, FIFA, like the way I would play it, which is. I just the players just run around and just kick the ball willy nilly off the pitch, and that's exactly what he did. He, he looked he looked <laughs> hapless and hopeless and completely passionless, and that just added to the fact that that was exactly what was happening. I could not believe what happened during Sevilla. It was so depressing, and I know we've done the clips and all that sort of thing. And even now, even now, I just I I cannot believe what happened that night. We were so played off the pitch, and we were so hopeless. And so passionless, it just broke my heart. That's what it did. did any, oh. uh, any, any as did, as did the city game. Violin here, yeah, yeah. yeah. Any thoughts on the on the best moment then? Uh, put him on the spot. <laughs> oh, I'm rubbish. Uh, spot. Uh, do you know what? I got really excited with um, Sanchez turning up. I was so excited about him. Um, I just, I just had so much hope for that guy getting a red strip, and I was. I was genuinely really excited about him turning up, and that and that's not quite happened yet. But I'm thinking next season he's going to be. I'm open. I'm open you could, to the... could win the FA Cup for you. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Moving on to the FA Cup, let's have a chat about the FA Cup. Um, it could be the moment that um, could be your favourite moment of. Oh, the year. I thought of the best goal. Go on, the best goal. Matic. The last, oh, three seconds of what game Sell was that? Part. And he absolutely smashed it yeah, against into Crystal the Palace. top left-hand corner. Great goal. That was just the absolute... Because we were, it was, was it one all? It was 2-2. Uh, 2-2. Two, two. Two, two. It was 2-2. Two, two, <laughs> and it was like, and it, we, we'd, we'd been smashing on the door for ages. Like maybe like the pressure, the pressure we'd applied. And who would you, who would you pick? To do a 35-yard mega blaster, uh, and not Matic on on any day would you pick that guy? And what a shot that was! A little bit kill away from the goalie and ping off the bat. sound effects and everything. <laughs> and, and rip. As it went through and the net and, and kablam as it hit the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, mummy said the guy. I remember, I remember a fellow commentator of mine saying once, he used this line, the the uh, the net rippled appreciatively. So you oh, need to ch- weave uh, that into your little like story. That. I weave, like I like that as well. We've got all the puns, yeah, all your net weave. weave. Um, Steve, uh, so your player of the season's Lingard. Goal will be, obviously, um, Matic, what you just said there. The trophy of the season might come uh, uh, bright, uh, not bright, in the Trophy FA of Cup. the season. Trophy of the season. There's only can one. I, That's what I, I mean, the trophy I, of the season. Can I, can I add one more award? Yes. The twitchiest bum player. <laughs> and the reason, 
uh, is uh, is Lindelof. When that guy touches the ball, <laughs> my 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 lower body goes into overload. It goes into mayday. You're not he, fun of it. Lindelof, mate, off. As in, get off. <laughs> I, I he, he is so calamitous, he makes me, he stresses me out. He's the one, because I think sometimes when you're a fan, you end up getting locked into a player and, oh, you rubbish him, and you get locked in. So you watch him like a hawk, and any mistake they make. But I think he made quite a few mistakes at the start of the season. He gave the ball away. We conceded because of him and stuff like that. I locked into this guy and I just can't get out of it because he he, he stresses me out beyond belief. So Lindelof <laughs> for me is, is, the, is the weakest link. Good Goodbye. night. Good yeah. night indeed. <laughs> um, let's just preview slightly the FA Cup then uh, because we will, we won't be here to speak to you about it, Steve, um, yeah. Alex, next week. So going into the game against Chelsea, yeah. Mourinho against Conte, yeah. it's, a, it's a big one. Do you believe United will be lifting the FA Cup? I do, I do. Um, the reason being that... Um, uh, I just believe that we. I think we've got more belief in ourselves. I think that Conte, the whole season has just been a load of moaning, and and uh, he he just he's not going to be there next season. And think this just resonates through the whole team. I just don't think they've fired on all cylinders. They're scraping to try and get into fourth. Is it at the moment yeah. where they should be? You know, well up there. They won last season, and, and you wouldn't have expected what happened with City this season, but you wouldn't expect Chelsea to start dropping down. And this is all because of the, the manager's um, just unhappiness, basically, is the only... And it just it's just, I think, for that reason, and also I think we have a bit more belief in ourselves that we, we'll lift it, but um, it's, the, it's the first time I've been this excited about an FA Cup in quite some time. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, you bring up the manager there. Conte has said that he's going to discuss his sort of place at Chelsea at the end of the season if he's gone that's two clubs Arsenal and Chelsea both looking for new managers both finding something different to the Premier League next season Um, it's interesting that Arsenal still haven't announced who the the, I've got the new manager they have uh, Sky reported that they do want Enrique uh, from Barcelona obviously a couple of seasons back Chelsea will be in the hunt for a new manager as well there's there's there is managers you can take from the the bigger clubs but do you see any managers from the middle table smaller clubs that these these you know elites will go for or is it just little Sean Nick Sean Dice Sean Dice really surely you're the story of the season Burnley's Sean Dice <laughs> I know there's this, this argument that he should be manager of the year and yeah. everything. I'm sorry, I don't buy into that. I accept yeah. that he's done very well at Burnley. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see him in, in, in being as successful if he moves into one of these bigger clubs. Mm. I think it's a very different style of management that you have to bring in. And whilst he can, and I don't mean this in an unkind way, but whilst you can bully younger um, players and, and, and have this big personality that brings out the best of them. Perhaps bullying was the wrong word, but bring out the best of these young players. I'm not sure that managing um, the millionaires and the, the big egos is the same set skill set that he has. Mm-hmm. And with the expectation level so much higher, at the moment he can't do any wrong with Burnley. And if you remember, Mark Hughes had a season like that at Blackburn. Um, and Mark Hughes, when he had the chance at City, didn't really sort of cut it when all the money came in. And we've seen his career since then. And I can't help thinking that that's what Sean Dyche is. It's sort of Sam Allardyce. I know it's a bit cliche because they're English managers or Welsh managers yeah. in Hughes's case. But that's how I see Sean Dyche. There is a, a manager at, uh, called Domenico who's at... Um, Schalke, which is a team obviously I follow very closely. Yep. He's only young, he's only about 32. He's come in, he's had one season, he came from nowhere in youth football 
and he's taken Schalke to second in the Bundesliga. Now, I don't, as a Schalke fan, want to lose him, and I don't even know if he's that great yet because he's not been around long enough, but I know <coughs> that clubs like Arsenal, um, you know, and, and possibly Chelsea, I don't know, are looking at, at him and going, well, is he the next rising star? So you, somebody like him could happen. Tedesco is his surname, by the, the way. The thing with going back to Dice, just briefly, is like they're looking at getting a European slot, and that, and that is going to really... Um, inspire him and change his game a little bit and make him think away from how he's been managing for so many years coming up against European teams you know this is something completely new to him and, and that'll that'll change him that'll maybe, be the big maybe, shock maybe looking it? at something that'll you know progress over maybe five or six years time then come back and talk about that guy managing <clears throat> you know whoever Chelsea whatever even. the biggest thing for me is with managers is that it's so hard to get the recognition and the credit you deserve but it's so easy to fail in a way yeah. As and, oh, but, wow, so, and yeah. then you look at someone who we've not mentioned yet the story of Steven Gerrard taking over the Rangers job uh, a manager like you know not much experience under 18s in Liverpool little prediction from the Wednesday club how's that one going to go do you think uh, <laughs> well Ian don't forget and, it's, a two, Steve. it's a two horse race in it Scotland, really is isn't it? so yeah. so what what is failure if he if he ends up being second to Celtic over yeah. the next four years is that a success or failure mm. obviously we know that Rangers spent some time out of the top divisions because of mm. financial irregularities and they've come back now and almost instantly they're back to being second or third there's only Aberdeen I think who, who really the battle challenged now that. they've got one more game left for the battle for second yeah so I mean I can't see him doing worse than that but whether he overhauls Celtic that's I suppose the only test that he's got um, and the fact that he's a famous ex-player had a great career I've heard so many people saying well you know it's great that they've signed him and all the rest of it doesn't mean to say he's a good manager yeah, he really doesn't he has it really no, doesn't it, are they saying really that there's so little um, respect for the other teams in the SPL that he, he can just rock up there a completely inexperienced manager and and expect to take first or second. I mean, that is that is what a shambles the yeah, SPL is. He will take first or second. Know, that bit the, we're not disputing. So, they do, so you don't need anyone. You could just it could <laughs> yeah, be me you. Wing it. Yeah. Join the Wednesday. Wednesday. Me and Steve. The Wednesday club. Bring it. I think bring possibly it not me. The trainer, <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah, I, think I, I would I would mess it up somehow. So I'd rather not me. I think maybe. I'd rather not me. Yeah. Steve, don't worry. You're not I can't go with the pressure already. You know. I nearly spat my tea all over his face when he said that. We're gonna have to take a quick break. Coming back, Sheffield Wednesday for the last time with Stephen Ian this season. Uh, and also, uh, we're going to be talking about Yaya Torre previewing the Brighton game. Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 7625 and have your say. Welcome to the final part of the Wednesday Club. We aren't live, so please don't call or text. We are alive. Uh, we are, yeah, but we're not live. Of course, we're alive. This is the Wednesday Club. We keep <laughs> you're dead going. from the waist down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to play now the for one last time Steve's favourite game. Oh. It's Shuffield Wednesday. Please. Very simple, this one. Please I'm dream Lord, of this help music me. in my mind in uh, the summer. I am going to give you. And I'm going to keep telling you the score because I've had people saying that the scores aren't right at the end of these when they listen to the podcasts. Steve, you're going to go... Only my mum. I'll be honest go, with you. It's only my mum. Uh, you're going to go first, Ian. So, Steve, because you haven't got any sound cancer headphones, please can you just go outside for like 30 Yeah, go seconds. on, clear off. I'll wave you back in. Don't go too far. All right. The speaker's <laughs> not on out there, is it? No, the speaker's not on out there. Steve? Come on. Bye, Steve. Stay there, Steve. Yeah. Can we talk about him now? No, He's no, gone. we can't, Steve. Just stay there. Don't go anywhere. Stay there. Right. 
Ian Cheeseman. Shut up the door, Steve. <laughs> Ian Cheeseman. You're going to go first. Are you ready? I'm ready. Your letter is, we're going to go for teams in the English uh, leagues. Right. League uh, two. One, two, one, three, three, four. four yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the letter is today, M. M. Manchester City, Manchester United, uh, Millwall. Um, um, <laughs> I'm going to cover my mouth over here so he can't see me. Uh, Middlesbrough. Mm-hmm. Um, uh <laughs> Leeds, then Sheffield United, Sheffield Wednesday, um, the, the, the Middle, Bristol City, Bristol United, Southampton. And, <laughs> you can't think of them, can you? No, unfortunately. Four. Right, so don't tell Steve. Steve, come back in. I just had an earful of Clint Boom. What's saying? Telling me what me hanging around outside the studio. Are you, chan- are you playing a game and it's all the that? Way like- you stood. <laughs> yeah, it's like give us a break, man. Right, are you ready? Yes, I can't I'm ready. Tell you what Ian got, but you have got 30 seconds to name as many teams in the English leagues. Okay, you get me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beginning with the letter M. Manchester United, yeah. Manchester City. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> Here we go. Let 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 the pain begin. Um, mm. <laughs> let me think of all the cities. Um, <laughs> ma- ma- ah. uh, Come on, you can do it, Steve. No, can I can't. I can't. I'm doing. Oh, come on. No. Millwall. Millwall. Come on. Helping. Not helping. Four, three, oh. four, three. You only got four. You got yeah. four. So it, it's a phenomenon. I've told you this that this game creates a mental phenomenon that you you just lock up. Yeah, you, just you're write, the, write that down. Yeah. So you're a mental you're, I you're won, a, right? phenomenon. You were you were a, a radio presenter on a on an Allegedly. enemy radio station yeah. for many many years, well, and you could one? only come up with four. <laughs> Yeah, I am oh. a presenter on this radio. Yeah, no, but you, you used to go. We're the, very good over you it. You know what I mean? You used to do the games and all that. You used to go, yeah, let's go over to Ian Cheeseman. Yeah, yeah, Manchester City are doing really well and they're struggling against Norwich. Norwich. They begin with City. an N, though. They begin with an N. Um, you know what I mean? Unfortunately, Steve, Ian That's what won your final game of Shuffield. How many were there, by the way? Do you know the actual numbers? No, but you, I could have got a couple more. Go you got the other Millwall, two. Mansfield. Mansfield. There's one. Could have gone with Morecambe. Morecambe, yeah. Could have gone yeah. with. Uh, do you know what? I, do you know what the trouble is? The trouble is, I went to see Montpellier one time when I was on a French exchange, <laughs> and I just got Montpellier stuck, wedged into my head. There's nothing else in there. That's, yeah, the, that's, it. that's it. the word that's Montpellier. It. Coronation Street and Montpellier is all that's in his <laughs> that's head. That's why I have to have the Book of Thoughts. We've discussed this before. <laughs> it's not written down in the Book of Thoughts. It's not there. Ian, you are currently, I would say, if you're listening to this live, don't uh, please don't uh, call or text. Will you be on your way to the Brighton game? Brighton at home to, no, Bright, uh, City at home to Brighton. Yaya mm. Torre's, I mean, they're building it up as a goodbye to Yaya Torre today. It is. So let's speak about Yaya Torre. He was a player that came in and absolutely tore up the league, the Premier League. Uh, your your thoughts and uh, of Yaya and will he be missed or the old Yaya will be missed? Um, but what kind of a play was he for Man City? Well, I think he was a, a, a key player in the modern renaissance, if you like, of Manchester City. Um, and he came in, uh, obviously they, they signed um, 
Rubinho on on the day that uh, the, the the new owners came in, and that was seen as the statement signing. To me, Yaya Torre has always been the statement signing because he was a player at the very peak of his form, playing at Barcelona, and he came to City and bought into, as people say, or some people don't like it, the project. And uh, and he led by example. He was a big game player, scored crucial goals, FA Cup semi-final against United, FA mm, Cup final yeah. against Stoke, two goals up at Newcastle on the way to winning the title. Brilliant, brilliant goal against Aston Villa. My favourite bit of City commentary that I personally have done myself. Sounds a bit egotistical, but I love that goal. Um, and, uh, and and there have been other moments too. And um, and unfortunately, some people will will remember his age and, and all sorts of other things and this daft birthday cake yeah. fiasco. But <laughs> none of that, some of that didn't happen. The, 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 uh, but what I remember is this: I, I love attacking midfielders. My hero as a kid was Colin Bell. So for Yaya Toure to come in and be this sort of powerful. Uh, intelligent, driven midfielder, box-to-boxer in his peak, in his pomp in 2014 when City won the league. Uh, although there's, there's David Silva these days, there's Sergio Aguero, and they'll all be rightly remembered as great players. Yaya Toure was the one I've always identified with singularly the most, and I'm, I'm gutted he's going. I wouldn't, You know what? We talked about Sean Dyche before. Um, it, obviously, we've seen that Yaya Toure has been talking about, oh, don't pay me if I don't play well and all the rest of it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he doesn't turn up somewhere like Burnley, because obviously they're in Europe next season, stays fairly local and goes to a club like that. And I hope he doesn't leave the region. And I, mm. and I might go and watch him occasionally if he's at Burnley. What did you make of him then as a United fan, uh, Steve? Oh, he's a fantastic player, isn't he? Loads of flair, uh, long, sleek, fast, um, just you would be petrified if you had the ball. That's the kind of player you just you just want to. You wouldn't want to see a guy like that on the pitch against you. At any would you square up to him in the gym. Like <laughs> yeah, got on stage. If he knocked my water bottle over, I'd be right over there. Get <laughs> get away. And I change the weights. I, you know when you go on the machine, you do the weights. I put another like three or four on. And then when say, he was walking over, I say, "You're near, mate. Yeah, probably set, <laughs> probably set a bit heavy for you that, but get on anyway." <laughs> And I can't. I'll say I can't do anymore because I've done so many of them reps, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. He was an interesting player, a Yaya Torre, and he has said that he wants to spend a couple more years in the Premier League. So let's look at realistic targets then. Burnley is a good realistic target. Is there anywhere any? Thing, do you think they'll have the money to to afford him? And no, well, they're what... in Europe, aren't they? And obviously, the the, t- the teams who finish in the top seven or eight in the Premier League this year, every, yeah. every place you get higher, you get another tranche of money. Mm. And uh, compared to the rest of the world, really, English Premier League clubs are some of the richest clubs. I mean, I think when Leicester won the league, they were talking about them being in the top fifteen wealthiest clubs in the world. And can you imagine that, Leicester, a few <laughs> years ago? So it wouldn't surprise me yeah. at all if Burnley now have a little bit. Of money, and especially with Yaya's agent and Yaya saying, "Listen, give me a try. If it doesn't work out, we'll pay you back half the wages, or you can cancel my contract straight away." There's a no risk yeah. element to that, especially if it's only a one-year contract. And I, I believe that his family and and where he's settled now, even though he's Ivorian, is that he wants to stay in the northwest while his kids are going through okay. school. Yeah. So that to me, it's logical that he would somewhere like that or Everton. But or, he's not. Is he not good know, enough anymore for like a Liverpool? 
Uh, sadly, as much as I absolutely adore him and, and love him, he's, he's lost a yard or two of pace. Yeah. Uh, and he's a very, very intelligent player. <laughs> I've always said that he can still be that that pivotal midfielder like Pirlo was in the latter stages of his career. He yeah. can thread everything together yeah. and his vision and his and his assists can still be great from there. But the box-to-box stuff's gone. And uh, but, but, you know, a mid-table Premier League club yeah, I think he, he yeah. could be still like a big influence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everton, yeah. Something like that. And we were suggesting that Wolves have got this unbelievable could be Wolves. charge now. Wolves is another one. Yeah. And they'll have money. They'll have money coming up. Not too far away, is it, as well, for him if he's just driving True. about. So, you know, keep an eye on Yaya Torre and see where he goes. Uh, does he fit for you in the, the sort of the... Premier League's best midfielders. Does he have a place in the top five? So what are you talking three? about now? All time. Yeah, yeah, Premier, yeah, all time. When they look back at the Premier League, you know, in so terms of one, the Scholeses and the Lampards yeah. and the Gerrards, is he up there for you, Ian, with all them? Well, I can only look at it from a City perspective and, and say that he'd certainly be in my greatest ever Manchester City team. Um, whether he's in the Premier League's greatest every team, we've been very lucky that we've seen some magnificent footballers yeah, in the Premier League era. That uh, no matter what eleven you put down, somebody's going to say, "How can you leave him out? Yeah, How can yeah. you leave him out?" So whether he'd actually get in that eleven, I don't know. Me being biased, yes, he would. Yes, he would. <laughs> uh, for you, Steve, would he be up there fighting against? He'd like... be up there, wouldn't he? You know, I've got love for people like Skulls and stuff like that, and. Yeah, he's up there with them. I mean, I, I'm always going to take... I would take Skulls over him, you know, but just because of just the distribution that Skulls had of the ball is just was unbelievable. Like, the way he could just switch an entire game um, just by one pass. I just felt he's, he got the edge over him with that. But um, mm, late tackles that would be Skulls and Torre would be just ripping through with pace. So, in that sense, I suppose he's got the edge in, in those in that in that camp. But I'd still, I'd still got... I'd love, I'm love for Skulls, aren't I? So... He's well, a great player, though. Can't blame me for that. Can't yeah, yeah. Uh, tonight's game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Thank you for lighting up the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget that goal against. It was Aston Villa yeah, in the season. Aston Villa. And oh. uh, that run he made. And I I'm, wish I could play uh, the goal now. I've still yeah. got it, but I'm copyright. Can't, <laughs> can't play it. I can't play it's, it. It's just crazy. And how, how quick right. he runs down that pitch. It is unreal. So cheers, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's have a look at tonight's games. Obviously, Brighton against Man City. Man City at home. Um, you know, both teams, Brighton, you uh, are safe. Yes, they are safe. Thanks to um, United. Thanks to oh, United. Grief. So Brighton is safe and City just want to make sure they get the 100 points. So they need to win both their last games to, to do that. So that's kind of an, a sort of non-game, really. City just want to win. But these, uh, the Chelsea and the Tottenham games do have a bit of importance because Chelsea are fifth now on mm. 69 points with two games to go. Tottenham are fourth with two games to go as well on 71. Liverpool have only got one game to go, and they're on 72. Could be a case that Tottenham Wouldn't and Chelsea... would be funny, Steve, if Liverpool didn't make the top four and then lost to Real Madrid oh, in the final? <laughs> is the word funny? I just the have a massive... Is, I knew he'd like that. I'll have, a male, I'll have a male orgasm if that occurs, I'm telling you. I don't know what funny it would, be, it would be. Next year's best. Can I keep that in? Absolute explosion. Of course you can. Of course you can. I'll have a male orgasm. Right, so <laughs> do you see then? So Chelsea, uh, obviously, have got uh, Huddersfield tonight. Tottenham have got Newcastle. Both of them are at home, no real tests. Mm. Do you see anything? How do you see it playing out? Ian, will I, it be a case of Liverpool dropping out? 
No, I think uh, Chelsea will, will just drop short. And I, I wouldn't think... even be surprised if tonight Huddersfield get a point. I've been watching Huddersfield play really? City at the weekend and uh, they, they obviously defended very, very well. They know that one point secures their Premier League status. Yeah. Wagner has, has, has said it'll be better than actually being promoted if they stay up there. Yeah, yeah. And I get that the emotion would be very, very high on that. I can see them getting something, and then that means Chelsea and Tottenham, sorry, uh, Tottenham and Liverpool can relax, so to speak, yeah. uh, and, and get their places. Uh, but, you know, you never know in football, do you? Mm-hmm. You never know. And it'd be a surprise if Chelsea get fifth. Uh, obviously, obviously winning the league last year, yeah. but, you know, Conte hasn't really committed, and the, the team has been all over the place in a weird way. Do you think there'll be certain plays in there that you could be coming up for, for a capture in terms of Hazard? Could he be on his way anywhere? Could you like him? In can say as well. He got they've got some incredible players on that on that pitch, and they're just not just not clicking. I love Kante. I think he's fantastic. He, he he was what made that Leicester squad for me. Him and Vardy just just were just incredible that year. Whoever comes in, if they are going to get a new manager, I can't see wanting to get uh, Kante out of that team. He is the rock around which it's built. However. I can. I, you get the vibe that Hazard has been has become a little disenfranchised yeah, by yeah. it all, and perhaps fancies one more big move. Now, whether yeah. that's Real Madrid, Barcelona, there were even rumours that City could be interested. I don't know, um, but I, I can see him. Uh, and in fact, it would be. I mean, I know that obviously with Abramovich, they don't really need to raise money. But if they sold him, they would get a big tranche of money that would be part of then their pot. Yeah. to strengthen against and I can ta- see that if it's time for a pro player there's only a finite amount of years they're, they're running they're running out of years every, you know year on year, year, on year. if he's, he's got to get out if he's worried he's, he's going to go and that's what will happen Ian enjoy your final game at uh, uh, Brighton for the Etihad at home I know you keep saying final, Brighton yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to Brighton game. that's not why we're we are going recording to it. Southampton on the weekend though I am I am I can't wait for that Steve this is where we say goodbye Cheerio this season I'll we'll be back next goodbye. season Did with you? fighting your bellies, a clean slate, and hopefully you New never players, know. Next Marino's year in... could be your year, yes, Steve. Come on, Steve. Any, you you get the final words. You get to say goodbye. You you get to end the show. So make sure you say goodbye to me and Ian. But uh, this is Steve Shanyaski. Goodbye, Joe. Goodbye, Ian. It's been an absolute pleasure to work with you this season. I'm sorry that you won the league. It depressed <laughs> me greatly. <laughs> Miss uh, Senor already. Miss Senor already, darling. And Joe, you've been fantastic, mate. Let's uh, let's look forward to next year. New teams, new goals. Bring it on. See you, Steve. See, See you later. In, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.